Hello, beautiful queens, and join me as we open up conversations that help women walk through difficult transitions and inner healing while unleashing the potential that God has placed within all of us to become untamed and unchained. In each episode, you'll get the tools and resources to create the change in your life that you desire as you unleash your vision, your gifts, and your voice and your confidence to live the life of your dreams. I give my listeners and clients love and support. However, I do take the direct approach and we cut out that BS in your life. So instead of playing small, you can create big leaps into your life. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome Queens. Today I am so excited to bring you Beth Wood, who we have on Instagram and I just connected with her immediately. She's an incredible woman. She offers integrative, integrative life coaching and business strategy for women looking to craft a life honoring, to craft a life honoring um, cycle, nature, and feminine design. Her programs are designed to help you learn how to dance with your incredible menstrual cycle that nature has woven into your feminine so you can tap into abundant creativity, businesses and success, efficiency, attention to detail, better health, glowing skin, and so much more. She supports her clients in leaning back into their feminine nature, cycle syncing, seasonal living, and feminine-based businesses. Ha! Isn't that something we all need in our life? Obviously, because <laughs> um, here I am with you, but I am so excited to have you and just share your wisdom with my audience. I know my women are just going to soak up what you have to say. So first, let's start with, I just want to ask you, like, what is the, what is the story that brought you to this point? Oh, that's such a good question. So um, first of all, thanks for having me on. I love talking about all of this stuff. This is what I nerd out to. And it's it's the nerd quality in me that brought me to actually doing this for a living. So I'm like, yeah, let's talk all about it. Um, so it's a long journey. Um, I would say to summarize, and then I'll kind of go back. Uh, there's a combination of I'm really into anthropology, ancestral living. I'm really into Veda, traditional Chinese medicine and ancestral healing modalities um, and like alternative alternative health. Um, I have a business or a, a background in business strategy and executive assistance. And so I had a lot of um, experience in hustle culture experience in the corporate world and um, seeing the the detriment that that was having on my own life, but then also the lives of my clients. So there was kind of this culmination thing that happened where I was in corporate and I hit really bad burnout. I was like, at the time I didn't know what it was, but I was bedridden for about eight months. I couldn't eat anything. I was literally surviving off of peas, rice, and like a little bit of avocado. My digestive system had just pretty much shut down. Um, and I couldn't hold a job because of that. Cause I wasn't able to eat. So I wasn't able to, I was getting super fatigued anytime I would walk to my car. Um, and I couldn't drive because I didn't feel safe to drive because I was like, I might just pass out. I don't know what's going to happen. So there was this moment of I had kind of done the hustle thing and I had I was already starting to kind of lean into more alternative healing modalities and things like that and kind of tuning into my own body just from other stuff that had happened. But that was like the turning point where I was like, I literally can't hold down a job. And also, I don't understand why this is the, the formatting that we're using for our businesses, because it seems to be in such contradiction to how I want to work naturally. And it just didn't make sense. So some of this, just looking to 
to harmonize the parts of me that were like, I really want to work. And I really want to, like, I have things that I want to put out into the world. I like working. It's enjoyable to me to have like a job, um, and to serve other people, women, especially. But I also was like, I had to take time off for my period. Cause I had such miserable periods. And I was like, there were some, some times during the month that I was really energetic. And then other times I felt like I just could not do anything. And so I was trying to, it was out of like a desperate attempt really to figure out what it was that was happening in my own body. And so I started a a business strategy company, um, Rosewood Solutions. So it was kind of this business under, under a different name, um, so that I could work from home so that I could start to just sort of develop a business that worked for me. And when I was doing that, I had both male and female clients And I noticed that my female clients were disproportionately more affected by the stress and the hustle and the tasks and all of that than my male clients. And I was like, that's weird. Okay. And at the same time, I was starting to heal my body through Ayurveda, through traditional Chinese medicine. And most of our, our older medicinal modalities are, are healing, are healing rhythms and, and, um, sciences that come from Eastern Um, Eastern cultures are heavily focused around cycles, the whole body connection, um, being in tune with the rhythms of nature. So I started to see some patterning around like the, the masculine feminine, the yin and the yang, um, the different cycle in nature and how we have different cycles in our bodies and in our lives in the same way. There's kind of this like four phase cycle that happens. Um, And so I started to just kind of piece all of this together. And this was eight years ago. So this was before cycle syncing was like a thing. Um, I think right around that time was when like the term cycle syncing got labeled. Um, but it was kind of, it was new. There was not a lot of information. So I pulled a lot of what I know from, um, more anthropological studies. And so I started healing my body, started really getting in in tune to my body's wisdom and to my own intuition and started just leaning into the rhythms of, of my body that were, happening in the moment. Cause that's all I could do. I was like, I could plan all of this stuff, but I'm, I'm just falling apart. So really all I can do is go moment by moment. Um, and as I started doing that, I started seeing month over month, Oh, there's similarities here, here, and here where I'm noticing that I get like a little, a little boost of energy every few weeks. What is that? Um, and so eventually at some point along the line, the the term cycle syncing came in and I was like, Ooh, okay. So there's a method to this. So I started learning about the method of it. Um, and I'm not completely in alignment with the method of cycle syncing. And we can go into that a little bit more too, but, um, as a blueprint, as something to kind of get us started as women who have maybe never understood how our bodies work before. It's an awesome science. Um, So that was kind of like this culmination. And then as I started seeing my male and female clients more and more, I was like, there's a striking contrast between the the health of these two people, but their workloads are the same. Their team, um, their team size is the same. They're in all different types of industries. It doesn't seem to matter. So it was just really weird. And I was like, my female clients have hormonal imbalance. They're struggling with infertility. They're struggling with weight issues. Um, Their digestive system is shut off. They're insomniacs. Like it was just this stuff where I was like, why is this so intense for women? And it doesn't seem to bother men. So, um, so I eventually kind of bridged all of this together to offer what I do now, which is cycle thinking education, like education around your body as a woman, 
but then also a business design that works for you as a woman. And then also somatic coaching, which is the mind body connection so that you can really come home to your body. So those three things for me were like key, because if I didn't have the somatic element while I was trying to heal, I was just repeating the same behaviors that were making me sick. So I had to, I had to hit it from all levels. Um, and so that's kind of like the, the gist of it, but it's taken, you know, eight years to kind of come together into this, what I'm, what I present now as a business. Um, and it takes different iterations and evolutions constantly, which is kind of the beauty of a living, breathing business as it gets to just keep adjusting. So, yeah. Yes. And, you know, you had said something on one of your podcasts. I just have to say this because you were like, it took eight years, which makes me, I'm going to go on a bunny rabbit trail a little bit. <laughs> Because you were, yeah. I felt so understood the one podcast episode, you were like, birthing a business is like birthing a baby for the woman. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I have literally been like, this is like, my business is like birthing. It's like birthing a baby. Like I just kind of was saying it, not realizing what I was saying. Um, and so it made me think, you know, well, elephants are pregnant for two years. You said this took eight years for all of this. And you were you were at a rock bottom, you could say, and now you get to come in and help other women. They don't have to go that far, that deep, that down, um, and you can step in and help them. And you're so right. And that was something that was such a missing link for me for the longest time was the somatic healing. Cause I was like, I'm doing all this mind work, but why am I still going in these circles? Now, I don't know a lot yet about the cycle syncing, which is obviously what you're going to help me with. Cause I'm so intrigued, like my inner nerd, cause you're just geek out for days on the human body. I think God just created our body so uniquely. So you were saying about, um, you can use it as a blueprint that you, yours is, I think a little, you do a little bit differently than what some people do with the cycle syncing. Yeah. So the, the original method, the cycle syncing method is a, it's a trademarked term that was, that was created by Alyssa VT. Um, and she, she created a, a blueprint to help us understand the, the mechanics of the body and kind of what our energy is doing because of the hormones. It's really, really awesome, but I'm also a huge believer in leaning into our feminine and letting our intuitive feminine be the thing that's guiding us day to day. So when you look at something like cycle syncing, that's a super strict method. It's from days one to six, that's your menstrual cycle. You need to do this, this, and this. You need to seed cycle these seeds. You need to eat this stuff. You need to exercise this way. It's very, it's very military. It's very masculine. It's very structured. It's very task oriented, linear. Like it's, it's, it's in a masculine frame. Um, and so my belief with cycle thinking is let, let yourself learn with that masculine frame, but eventually I want to get you off of that so that you can lean into the energy that's present day to day. So for me, like I'm a cycle syncing coach for lack of a better word, but I don't cycle sync anymore. Quote unquote. I actually, I know the moment I ovulate, I know the moment that I start moving into that luteal energy. I know how it ebbs and flows. I know what I can expect day in and day out for the most part. And it's not because I cycle sync and know everything, like follow every single task that I'm supposed to do in my luteal phase or 
eat these specific seeds at a certain time or whatever, there's value to that, especially if you're dealing with a specific health health thing going on where you're like, I need to detox more estrogen. Awesome. Maybe, maybe like a raw carrot salad is going to support you for a time, but if we do it in a militant way, it still is, it's being received by our nervous system still as a masculine frame. So that doesn't actually allow us to lean into our feminine. It creates more masculine rigidity in our lives. So so my belief is like really allow it to be something where you, you use it to learn just like training wheels on a bike, but eventually you just don't want to be using the training wheels. Like we want to get off of that so that you can just ride around free and free and carefree. Like, so that's kind of my belief and that's how I teach it. It's like, here's all of the resources, pick and choose what is going to support you the most. If you're dealing with, you know, uh, symptoms of, of excess estrogen, play around with some of these things. Like, and this is why you can, this is how you can know if you're like, you have excess estrogen, things like that. But then also like go work with functional wellness practitioner, go work with a chiropractor, go work with, you know, like I'm a huge believer again, in it has to be holistic and it has to be feminine focused because we're dealing with a female body. So we can't do a masculine focus for a female body. It doesn't work. And that's, that's the hustle. That's like the task oriented, super linear, super goal focused energy, which there's a time and a place but it doesn't belong in cycle thinking in my opinion. So that's my take on it. <laughs> that makes sense. Why? As I did look into it a little bit and I was like, this feels overwhelming to me. Um, and I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't know that I have what it takes mentally to follow all of these steps. And I'm already mm -hmm. like at the time I was like, I'm already exhausted. So this is just even more right. exhausting. Right. So I love that you presented this this way because it is very, intuitive and i always say like our bodies actually know what they need but how do we truly learn to because um a question that my clients often ask me is well you know when i when i suggest to them like about slowing down and listening to our body because our body knows what it needs they're like well i don't know like they're in so much of a um in a suppressed state yet that they're like, I don't know what I truly need, what my body truly needs. So what would you say to that? Woman? So I would think that's twofold. Typically, if I have a client who tells me that I say, that's okay, we're going to start with structure so we can let your nervous system relax and start to trust your own body. So we start with structure again, that's with blue, with, with cycle thinking, we start with structure because that's what you're used to. So the nervous system thinks that anything that's unfamiliar is automatically a threat. It just is like, nope, right. I don't understand you. So I'm going to tag you as scary, bad. We're not going there. So if you drop yourself into like a feminine focused life, overnight and you're like, I'm just cycle thinking, I'm doing all the things. It's going to be overwhelming. You're not going to be sustainable. And your nervous system's like, nope, freaking out. This is a threat. Like something's wrong. So we want to start with what it knows. And then we slowly overlap and we're like, okay, now we're going to bring in a little feminine focus here, here, and here. And then it starts to relax and your body does know. Anytime I hear, I don't know from a client, I'm like, you do know there's just something that's throwing up like a smoke screen to say that there's something behind here that I don't want you to see. So I'm going to say, I don't know as a blanket statement, just because I don't want you to see it. I have never had a client dig into, I don't know, and truly not be able to figure it out. Um, and so that's where it's like, that's key is it's, there's no such thing as, I don't know. It's just, I I'm not aware of it. So when we start to let the nervous system relax and we start to really build in the feminine, rather than just be like today, everything is feminine focused. That's going to feel like whiplash. Your body's not going to like it. 
So that's, that's kind of what I say to, um, to clients who come to me with that kind of comment. And it's great. Yeah. I, so I agree with you. Some. Yeah. That's really, really good. And thank you for sharing that. And I knew like when I first started on my journey of like healing my nervous system and my body first, it like was almost like electrified. Cause it just was like, it's, you know, my nervous system was not familiar with it. And then I got totally exhausted. Like I, I was like, I'm just, like I have to take naps constantly like am I now and I was like am I lazy and it's funny because some of my clients now ask me am I lazy I'm like no you're getting out of survival like after years that's all you've ever known and so so what are some of your like key tips that you would give to a woman for her to to work with her cycle I I don't want to say work with but like because that sounds very but you know what I'm saying yeah, like, like, yeah, come alongside her body. Yeah. I yes, think yes, yes. Hand yeah. in hand. Uh-huh. So we're not, cause I, I see us women. I mean, I'm still learning and you're going to help me with this and women in, in general, we're fighting against our bodies and our, like, right. that's why all these things are showing up. So yeah. Yeah. How to work with their yeah. body. Yeah. So, so usually the first step that I recommend is do start getting curious about cycle thinking, just so that you have something to, to reference your, your brain needs something to like kind of anchor to while you're learning all of this stuff. So starting to learn about cycle thinking, it, that's going to support you so that you understand I have this burst of energy today. Oh, maybe that's because I'm around ovulation. Like you might, you can just start to kind of clue into different things and just create awareness around it. So that's something that I recommend is just start learning about it in whatever capacity feels natural to you. I have a whole course. I did not start with a whole course. I started with like Google (laughs) and just researching random things here and there until it all felt like I could actually assimilate the information. Um, and so it's, I created my course to kind of make it make sense and make it simple. Um, and I have a lot of content on my Instagram. If you want to just like start somewhere and get some information that I intentionally put it on Instagram so that it's just available so people can learn as they feel ready. Um, but then the other thing is take take rest time during your period. I don't recommend you actually take like three rest days and do nothing for three, three days during your period. Because again, your body's going to freak out and it's going to be like, I don't know what's going on. You might end up in like a healing crisis. We can talk about that. Like there's, that's just too many, it's too much too, too fast. So starting with just rest and do like, instead of having six meetings during your, the first day of your period, maybe do two and then like get a lot of sleep and create an office environment that feels really cozy. Have maybe pillows, have a good candle, some warm tea, like just make it cozy and really nourishing to your nervous system start with something simple like that. Um, and then as you get more clued into that, you're like, Ooh, okay. I kind of want to know what's going to happen in my next phase and the next phase and like, let it build naturally. Oh, that is actually time for my period. So when you said that, I was just like, Oh, that sounds heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> my whole body I yeah. think, just leaned in when you said that. Um, yeah, is, it's so funny because our body knows, but you mentioned the word about health crisis. So I'm, I'm just like, I feel like I'm going to go down this bunny rabbit trail with you, but you have so many golden nuggets. So can, can you share on that and give us your wisdom on it? Yeah. So, um, during, okay. So, so for context, a health crisis is when your body basically is in a healing mode, but you experience symptoms. So if you think about like when you get a cold, 
the, the cold symptoms, the like phlegm and the coughing, all of that is your body responding to a threat. So it's actually a healing crisis. It's the body responding, but the symptoms are uncomfortable. So the same thing can happen when you have not been resting, your body hasn't been in a place where it's been able to heal because the only time we can heal is if we're in a, a specific nervous system state, that's like our rest and repair state. So like when we're sleeping, that's when our bodies really are, is healing on like a large scale. So if you think about your menstrual phase as a time for your body to detox and recover, if you do, if you like honor that too quickly and you've never done that before, you can put your body into an overload state where it's actually like, oh my gosh, we finally have time to rest, send everyone. And that's when you end up with something like a healing crisis. And I always say, and so like for my own experience, if, if I were to, and I think this happened right out the gate when I first started doing this, I think I took like three days off before I had ever cycle synced before I hadn't really taken time off for my period. And I took like three days off and I was like, I am miserable. I have so many emotions. My body feels terrible. Like I just feel groggy. I don't like, I don't feel good at all. And a lot of that was because my body was like, finally we can rest. And we don't know when we're going to get it again. Cause we know this isn't consistent. So we're just going to like do it all now. Right. We're like, we're just going to detox the heck out of your body and we're going to make sure that you're good. So, and this is a little bit anecdotal. This is just what I've seen in clients. I can't tell you that this is like scientific, but knowing how the nervous system works, knowing that there is such a thing as a healing crisis, how I have seen it in clients is if they go super hard, super fast with their menstrual phase and they take a ton of time off and they've never done that before. It's like when you go on vacation and you get sick and you're like, every time I go on vacation, I get sick. And it's because your body's finally rested enough to go into a healing state. Cause if it thinks that if it's in fight or flight, it thinks that it's running from a cheetah. It's like, we just got to get out of here. We don't need to worry about healing right now. We don't need to be worried about reproducing right now. We don't need to be worried about um, digesting the grass. We just ate. Like we just have to get away. So if you're in a constant fight or flight, your body never gets into this rest and repair mode that allows our bodies to actually regenerate. So menstrual cycle and going on vacations or having a day off and you're like, Whoa, my body feels drained. I'm so excited to do stuff, but I just can't do anything. It's all the same thing. So, so I usually recommend that women just start small with taking time off for their periods, like just lower your workload, do that for two or three months. And then after that, maybe take a full day off. And then after that, you know, like just support those other days. Like I typically take two to three days off for my period now, but it's taken me time. Um, and I also do a lot of emotional work. I do a lot of somatic work because that is when your body is detoxing the same way that it's shedding the uterine lining. It's also essentially shedding the things that don't serve you anymore in your subconscious. So you're getting all of this stuff happening at the same time. So you want to be doing maintenance and making sure that, that you're letting things go and that you're processing things and like detoxing the emotional component also, so that when you're taking time off for your menstrual phase, you can do maintenance on it. And it's not like everything's coming all at once. And I'm now in like a depressive state because that can happen. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I feel like I'm going on a rabbit trail. Is that, does that answer your question? <laughs> Um, yeah, that absolutely so did. You could have kept right on going and I would have sat here intrigued. Like I am just, um, in my happy place right now with everything that you're saying. I'm so, this is so golden. Um, when you were saying about like, so when we, so basically when we, I did not know this, I am digesting this. So when we have our period, basically that's also when our subconscious mind is releasing things. 
So I want to talk about that in a moment. However, it made me think when you were saying that of last year, I got like when I was, when my nervous system was healing, I got sick quite a bit. And now I'm wondering if that's why, because I was like in a health crisis, I knew my body was like releasing and detoxing stuff that had been suppressed way down deep. But I know for a bit there, I was like, golly, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this because it's like getting worse before it gets better. But I hadn't known enough about healing that it can do that. So when you say about the somatic healing, when we have, which that's not just when we have our period, but can you talk more on that? Like how that works? Yeah. So, um, so from a, from a hormonal perspective, an energetic perspective. And I use, I like to preface this. I use a lot of woo terms, but my whole mission is to bridge science and spirit. So a lot of the terms that I use when I say energy, or if I use the term meridians or anything like that, there's actually science to back that stuff up now. Um, so I have a lot of that, like on my Instagram, if you're like, I want to go see the science that's there. Um, but using the terminology, like energy, it is a, it's our biological energy. Like our hormones are actually helping us have and experience a certain kind of energy, right? But then also, I think there's a more nuanced energy that we can think of in a more like spiritual soul, soulful way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use energy kind of interchangeably with for those two things. Um, So during your luteal phase, um, and this is where we can even talk about like kind of what each of the each of the phases is. So I like to associate there's four phases in the menstrual cycle. I associate each one with a um, a natural season. So we have autumn, winter, spring, and summer. So that's the easiest way to remember it because we have very similar energy as those seasons. Um, so your luteal phase is your autumn. It's your inner autumn. So just like the trees are pulling the nutrients into themselves, and that's where we get the golden leaves and the red leaves and all of that, right? It's the nutrients coming back into the trunk of the tree in order to preserve that energy and do like internal work on the tree, like recirculate the nutrition on the inside of the tree um, and in preparation for winter. The same thing happens for us as human beings. So when we are going through our luteal phase, our subconscious mind, the veil between our subconscious and our conscious mind is super, super thin. So what happens is the memories, old stuff, things that don't need to be there anymore are more easily pushed into the conscious mind. So we have access to them so that we can release them just like the the trees release leaves. So when we're in our luteal phase, that's why we end up with, with PMS, right? This is the phase just before we start our period. A lot of women who experience PMS is because the subconscious mind is like, there's stuff in here and I need to get it out. And so it pushes it into the conscious mind so that we can be aware of it and take dominion over it and release it. So that prepares us for the detoxification phase of our menstrual period, our menstrual phase. So that moves us into winter where all of our energy is internal. We're going into like rest and repair and we have shed all of these leaves and we're literally as our uterine lining is shedding, we're also releasing all of this other stuff. So it, it works in tandem, like each phase works in tandem with the other phase. So in order to have a more easeful menstrual phase, a more easeful period, we can do a lot of the somatic work. Like I do most of my somatic work in my, in my luteal phase, because I'm like, it's easy to access stuff. I don't have to go digging for experiences or sensations or anything like that. It's already there. Like my subconscious mind is like, here's everything you need to do from this month so that I can do maintenance on it. I can release it and then step into my, my period, my menstrual phase to really heal. 
So those two phases are really pivotal for your general nervous system health and, and your, your body health and your emotional health and like all of it. So, um, yeah, that's that part. Wow. That is, I, I, <laughs> I've heard about like the seasons, but now, you know, it's fall time here and I'm, uh-huh. I'm like now watching the leaves fall. I'm just going to think, you know, about our cycle and all of that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and then you brought out about the two different energies and, you know, I do mm-hmm. use the word energy on my flat, uh, platform. Yeah. Platform here too, as well, because we, it is a spiritual world. We have energies and, um, that's, that's the incredible way that we get to teach and help other people. So what about like the woman who has like, she has a very painful period because this is something that I hear common too. And she's yeah. like, I don't know where to start. You know, they're not, well, number one, I'll send them to your page because they can start mm-hmm. there. <laughs> but what would you say to her to start taking like some baby steps if she's not ready to quote unquote hire like you or hire a coach to help her. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of the time, and obviously there's a nutritional wellness component for sure, but that tends to be the, the, the last, the last like symptoms show up as like your body's last dish ditch effort to get your attention for something. So if we work our way back with emotion, with, with physical pain in a, in during your period, depending on what it is, for the most part, there's somewhere where there is stuck energy or excess energy. Usually with period pain, it's stuck energy in the uterus. It's the body isn't able to move the blood all the way through. It feels like it's seizing. There's things like that. And so um, one of the things that I have found really fascinating is there's a meridian. Actually, there's a there's a meridian within the body that goes from the heart directly to the uterus. It's the Baumai channel. Um, and it basically feeds the blood and creates a good energetic pattern between the heart and the belly and the the uterus specifically, if there's stagnation between your heart and your uterus, whether that's in the form of a physical holding pattern, like tension in the chest, digestive disorders, there's anywhere there's blocked or stuck energy. It can make it so that the blood can't all the way get to the uterus, or it's not a free flow. Like there's stuck energy somewhere in the system. Um, and my association with that, and there's a lot of nuance to this, but my association to that is heart grief, um, uterus fertility, safety to be, um, reproducing safety to be nurturing. There's emotional components to every one of our ends. So I always, always, always recommend like tuning into the body and noticing where you feel stuck energy and just breathing into it. That's one of the best things that you can start to do. The other thing is any kind of physical pain is your body trying to get you to do something or to stop doing something. If you consistently have period pain, and this was me, 100%, I could not get out of bed. Um, and I was pounding ibuprofen. Like I'd take like four or five a day. And I think that probably contributed to a lot of my digestive stuff now. Like it was, it was not a good situation. Um, but the, 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 the message that typically comes from the uterus is like, I need rest. I need nourishment. I need nurturing because that is, that is what that organ provides. 
So if you're not resting, if you're not nourishing, nourishing yourself properly, if you're not nurturing the people that you love and you're not nurturing your passions and your heart and those types of things, a lot of times that can actually show up physically, which is really crazy. Um, a really simple example of that is like your liver in traditional Chinese medicine is directly correlated with frustration and anger. So somebody who has fatty liver disease or like stagnant liver or anything like that, typically if we work the emotion of anger and frustration and we work that emotionally, we work that subconsciously, we work that somatically, the liver will start to be able to get into a rest and repair phase as well and start to heal. So the same thing goes for the uterus, same thing goes for the heart, same thing goes for specific, like your ovaries. They all have a different emotional component to them that you can work. And that really is the root of where you end up seeing the symptoms down the line of now I have a really painful period or I'm struggling with infertility or I'm struggling with, you know, X, Y, and Z. The underlying root of it is some kind of an energetic block something is going on in the body that's saying, I can't like it's sending more messages down the line and you're just noticing them as symptoms way down the line. Um, so yeah, it can be kind of, it can be kind of confusing, honestly. And for each woman, it's a little bit different. Um, and so I usually start with like, start with real, like lots of water, start like truly start with warming foods, warming water. You want to make sure that everything is open and free flowing. You don't want to be using cold water because that creates that creates tension in the body, right? It creates con contraction. Um, and so you want to keep everything really open and warm and nourishing foods, easy to digest, like starting with simple things like that, but no, there's an emotional component. And so you want to be able to work that at some point and really breathe into the body and, and notice what's there. That is so incredible. And it's simple though, when you really think about it, like when you, you laid it out really simply, it did make sense. I mean, it made sense to me, but I also know that I like am in this stuff. Like I'm not, I'm not where you are, but I'm learning on it. And so you explained it so beautifully. And I feel like you gave so much information that they at least can start somewhere where they begin to experience some relief and then go from there. And I have heard that, you know, about like our liver. That's funny because that was a weak point in my body. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Cause my, my biggest emotion was always from always frustration um yeah. so I have this question now with like this is kind of coming from left field but this is literally just a conversation this week with a client we were talking about you know how it goes down to generations like your mom and then you have it and is that because she was in those very stuck emotions and then like when she was pregnant with you then that was in the womb or how like how how does that work? Yeah. So this is, this is very like my biased opinion. I can't tell you this is exactly how it is, but my perception of this, as I've seen it has been a, a couple of things. One, genetically, we know that we carry, we, there's three generations in my body right now. There's me, there's the eggs that I'm carrying. And then it's also like my granddaughter. I essentially have generations of DNA in my body right now. So we know that through epigenetics that we are literally carrying and, and passing on genetic imprints from previous generations, which is why I can have, you know, my grandparents were lived through the great depression. They had a lot of, um, they had a lot of, of trauma from that, a lot of trauma from all sorts of things, being in wars, that type of thing. Right. And so 
I have certain reactions to things because I saw them when I was growing up, I saw them have certain reactions to things, but also there's a genetic imprint that I have to work because I have absorbed that genetic imprint because I am in their bloodline. I am genetically connected to them. So part of it is, is working like what's cool is working. The somatics does actually help to change the genetics. Um, but then the other thing is, yeah, when a mom is pregnant, her energy and her nervous system are the same as the babies, like yeah. mom and baby have the same meshed, harmonized nervous system and energy. Um, and that stays like that until around three years, again, lots of conversation around that, but until about three years postpartum, when baby goes through a develop developmental stage where it's identifying itself as an independent human being. So, and that's where you get like, oh, terrible twos. That's literally baby just establishing themselves as a human being. It's separate from mom's identity. So for mom to go through, if she has a really chaotic pregnancy where there's a lot of nervous system stuff, she is definitely like baby feels that baby is getting that imprint. Um, and postpartum, especially, especially while baby is like, okay, I'm like separate from mom, but I'm not separate from mom. And like, there's a lot of developmental stuff for, for baby postpartum for sure. The same way that there is for mom. Um, so being aware of like, yeah, the, there's, if mom is experiencing nervous system stuff, but then also beyond that, the woman, I have a friend who's, who talks about like the woman sets the aroma of the home. And every time I'm like, oh, that's so good. But th she literally is the one that's curing. Isn't that crazy? It's like, oh, I get like tingly every time. Every I time know. I you noticed um, I was like started moving. It's so good. Yeah. But like, and that's the thing. It's like, we set the tone of the energy in our home. And so whoever's in your home, you're creating that you are innately a creator by like your literal nature, your biology, your energy, whatever you want to call it. You are a creator. You are the only thing on the planet that can usher in a new soul. That's like, there are other animals, there are animals on the planet who can usher in new babies. You are the only person thing on earth that can open a new soul. And so you are by nature create a creator. And so that, that translates into your home environment that translates into your business, right? That translates into your relationship with your spouse. You get to create the aroma. And so thinking about that from, you know, yes, mom who's pregnant, she is absolutely like that nervous system connection. That energy is definitely being passed back and forth postpartum, same thing. But even beyond that people in your space, that's why hospitality is such a gift for women and why we love to serve and create beautiful, you know, place settings and light our candles and get all folly out. Like all of that stuff is literally our gift of hospitality because we're trying to create a specific aroma um, and so the people who are coming into your space are also, their nervous systems are also responding to your nervous system. So it's like, it's a much bigger thing than just, yeah, for sure. Like it's just most concentrated between mom and baby, I would say. Yes. Yes. And you know, it's funny because you, you know, that saying, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy or happy wife, happy life. And like people actually, yeah. I'm like, I don't think they actually understand the depth of what that means. And yeah. um, it gets kind of passed around as a joke. And I'm like, but in all seriousness, and that's, that was something like as a single mom, um, once I, at first I was like, oh my gosh, are you serious? What I felt like a responsibility, but then I flipped it around and it became very empowering because I was like, okay, so if I change within myself, things are going to begin yeah. to change in my family. 
And then it became like this empowered state because I was like, okay, um, I, you know, yeah, definitely at times it was frustrating, but other times it's like, wow, they're like, they're simply reflecting back to what's going on with inside of myself. And so, and I, and when you were saying like, it shows up in relationships and it shows up, it shows up in business, like when a woman isn't in her feminine, what are some of the ways that it is showing up? Yeah. So aside from like physical ailments, cause that will show up nine times out of 10, especially if you yeah. have a woman who's um, really like creating a lot in her business and not in, not in like a, a feminine focus way, but if she's in hustle and she's just working, working, working constantly, you have to think of it. Like that's all creative energy going out. And her body's like, I don't have enough creative energy to like also make a baby at the same time as you're putting all this out to this thing. And I see infertility show up a lot. So that's something that I typically will like just bring awareness to for women. If they're dealing with infertility is where is your creative energy going? Um, because it might be time to like, let that come back in so that your body's like, okay, cool. I actually like, I have the creative energy to, to create a human being. Um, cause that's a lot more than just going out and working, even though that, yeah. that feels exhausting, it's different when it's a human. Um, so, so that's something that I look at. Um, the other thing that is, it's kind of a hallmark sign that I'm like, Oh honey, you're not in your feminine is like the boss, babe, bitchy boss. Yeah. Um, anything where she's like in her command, everybody like the difference. This is a really good masculine feminine example. So I use, I use the terms like spermy energy versus eggy energy. So mm-hmm. if you think of like spermy energy, it's linear, it's targeted, it's get to the point. I only have one focus. I have to get from here to there and then I'm done. Like it's super targeted, right? It's literally like the arrow going towards the target. Eggy energy is receptive. It's magnif- it's it's magnetizing. So eggy energy doesn't go and do, she draws in. She magnetizes things to her and then she responds to the things that she's magnetized to her. So if you think about like manifesting, that's kind of it's a similar concept as as like I'm going to set this the space up for receiving and I'm going to stay open and then when something comes in I'm going to respond to it. So for a woman who's working in like corporate, like you think of a a Mm -hmm. TV show, you know, like suits or something. And there's like a woman who's in corporate, right? She's in her masculine go-getter, do the thing, linear focused, ignore the body. We're not, we're not in the present moment necessarily. We're like going to do the thing. Um, So that's a really easy way to tell from an external perspective. Like, are you in your feminine or are you in your masculine? Now, your luteal phase is your most masculine phase for lack of a better term. It's when you feel the most goal oriented, the most directed energy, the most focused, your attention to detail is heightened. So we do have times where we're, we have a little bit more of that type of energy. Um, but when you're noticing like that is the takeover of the person and she's in like bitchy mode and she's just not, she's not receptive. She's not open. She's not feminine. Like I have seen clients who are in corporate who have that kind of experience and they there's constant conflicts like they always feel like they have to one up the men in their office mm-hmm. they always feel like they're fighting against the men it's like oh the patriarchy there's that i have also seen women who've been in the exact same situation but they've come from their feminine and men will fall at their feet they're like whatever you want like let me just help you what do you need how can i help things are peaceful they're harmonious like she just gets to show up in her juicy feminine and things just happen because she's in receiver mode. So when she's in alignment, 
all of a sudden things are a lot more smooth. And this is where we get into this, like, okay, but I can't be, it can't be easy, right? It can't be easy. That's like bad, right? That's lazy, but smooth and easeful is not the same thing as easy. You can work hard, but still do it in a receptive feminine, like creative way where you get to think outside of the the limits that other people are placing on you and things like that, where it just gets to be like so good. And then you set up your masculine systems to support you to make sure you are still hitting goals and you're doing all of that stuff, but it's coming from a different angle. And it's usually pretty easy to tell. Like if a woman feels cold and closed off and you notice her body is really like stiff and kind of withdrawn in here, that's a really good indication. If she's open, heart is open, her shoulders are relaxed and she's moving with more grace. Her voice is a little bit lowered. She's probably more in her feminine and that that's an easy ish way to tell. Yes. Yeah. And I just, a few weeks ago was actually in an environment where there was, where there was multiple men that I was working with <laughs> and, um, they would, it was, I think like the second day and the owner came to me and he was like, Leona, he's like, drop the shield. And I was, I was like, I don't know how, you know, cause I'm like a single mom and I'm usually like out bustling. And even though I have dropped a lot more in my heart, I'm still on, on my journey. And so I leaned back a lot and it was like this whole transformation like ended up happening. And it really is like, you don't have to fight masculine. They will literally move mountains to help you when you are in your feminine, you just let them lean, you know, come in your direction. So for, because we live in a world where a lot of women are like working at home businesses or are working outside of home. And so I think a lot of them also get caught. I know I used to do this. I've learned how to transition better, but um, like going from work to being like the wife or the mom and dropping that like, okay. Cause even, you know, when I'm working my business or I'm at work, I can be in my feminine, but I can, I'm still more doing things versus being present and being open. So what do you say to that woman of like shifting, like shifting her energy? So she's yeah. not so like, the bull in the china chain. Yeah. <laughs> with her yeah. Family. Oh yeah. No, that so this is I have a lot of personal experience with this. So even now as a coach, I hold a masculine container for my clients. Mm-hmm. So I'm in my masculine a lot of the day. Um so what I recommend usually is really utilizing your transitions. So utilizing the time between clients, utilizing the time between when you're done for the day and you go home, that drive home, if you're driving home or, you know, the last, that that last 15 minutes or half hour or however much time you have before husband comes home or whatever transitional periods you have during the day, make them, make them ritualistic to help you transition into the feminine. So there's lots of different ways that you can do this. You can use specific scents that help you just like, like, oh, this just like kind of softens my body. And I love that there's like a very specific candle that I will light for when I'm getting on, on podcasts or coaching calls. There's another candle that I'll light to kind of like transition me into more of like a Zen, just chill. I'm, I'm just going to kind of be and be present. Um, breath work honestly is really good because yeah. you're just resetting that nervous system and you're, you're getting control over it and being conscious of where your body is at. So it's easier to transition into a more feminine state when you know what's going on in your body. It's a lot more yeah. easier to, to do that. Um, so yeah. So using those transitions, I am a huge believer in water. Um, I take baths every single night. 
at the end of my workday, I, it's, it's very ritualistic for me. It feels like I really get to like cleanse. Cause I'm holding a lot for, for my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it helps me really just like cleanse that and move into my evening rested. And just like the stuff of the day is not mine. Um, and it's not, it's not with me. I don't have to hold it anymore. So just tuning into the things that make you feel really in your feminine and then use your transition periods throughout the day to do that. So I have a transition between each one of my clients and I do, I like, I make sure that I stretch, I move my body. I like do a little bit of breath work. So I make sure that I'm not holding the energy from one client into the next client meeting or anything like that. But it also helps me just stay in my feminine throughout the day. And also like you are still in your feminine, even if you feel like you're trying, like trying to be in your feminine is still masculine, right? Yeah, it is. So it's like targeted, have to do the thing. Yeah. So a lot of it is literally just presencing and just noticing where your body's at and just being in your body and not trying to do anything. It's like, I'm just going to like dwell and be here in this moment. And that will shift you faster than anything. I'm laughing because I remember when I, in the beginning of my journey, which I think I had shared this with you, you know, I decided to pray the dangerous prayer of like becoming the Proverbs 31 woman. (laughs) <laughs> and like my whole life like fell apart yeah. <laughs> and I had to like um get rid of my toxic relationship with my hyper independence like I still joke about mm-hmm. that because I was like hyper independent on steroids and you know there's like yeah. the ego death and there's all the things and I was like what is going on and um yeah. and so when you were saying and I was like how <laughs> I was like how like how do I to be more feminine and I'm like <laughs> You know, and finally I realized, I'm like, it's not, it's not something that you can try or do. That's the whole misconception. It's who you're being. It's embodying that part of yourself and dropping down into your heart and connecting with your body. So it's not something that you can try or something that you necessarily. Mm -hmm. So when you were saying that, I was like, yeah, I definitely felt that of like when you're trying and it's like, yeah, this is not, there's a whole disconnect that's happening And it's good too. It's good to be, it's, it's, it's about awareness, right? I always say the masculine is about what you do. The feminine is about who you are or how you be, how you do the thing. And so when you're, I always use the example of dishes. Like when I was really in my masculine all the time, doing dishes was like, I was at war with the dishes. Like I was scrubbing everything and I was like, do it as efficient as possible. And I just want to get it done. And so the way that I was approaching the task because mm-hmm. we have tasks all day long we're human beings yeah. the way I was approaching the task that was coming from my masculine of I just want it to be efficient which is there's nothing wrong with that but I, I was just trying to like muscle through it and I hated it and I was grumpy and like I noticed my jaw was tight my body was tight versus coming from the feminine I'm like oh the water feeling like I love feeling the water over my hands and I'm like allow myself to kind of drift in my thoughts and I do it with more grace my body is softer that's the difference it's not about like like I have to not do anything. And I just yeah. need to like float around on the couch. Like That's not feminine. The feminine is motivated. She's direct. She's, she has a fire in her. She's just doing it in a way that honors her body and keeps her present in, in the moment. Whereas the masculine is like going to do the thing. And I'm like super, super focused on it. And I don't really see anything else like very box brain, which is so important to be able to isolate different things. It's just a different way of doing it. And it's not good or bad, but from a nervous system perspective, we thrive in being in our feminine because that's how we were designed. And so it's like, just allow yourself to be more aware of what your body's doing, what your thoughts are doing. Awareness is like step number one. 
Yes, yes. And then your somatic healing. That's like what was so life changing for me too, is because when you, when you begin, because, you know, and that's even um, I've had with women, they're like, when they're communicating with their husband and I'm like, it's not what you're saying. It's energy behind what you're saying. It's not the actual words. Um, Cause mm-hmm. you know, we, we have the tones, but also like you even know sometimes when we're, you're communicating with somebody, it's like, you can just feel it. Like the way that they're mm-hmm. saying it, like when you were talking about doing the dishes, but there's one like flying monkey that I want to wrap around. You said something the other day that we were on when we were on our phone call and I'm like, I can keep you on here for like forevermore, but I know like time is ticking. Um, when we got to talking about the Holy Spirit, do you remember when you and I were talking about this? And it was like such a unique nugget. And when we were discussing, you know, about like um, how the Holy Spirit is like with the woman, when you were, can you, I'm mm-hmm. like, I've, I've like taken in so much information by this point. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I can't even go to really explain, but we, when we were on the camera and I would love for you to share with the audience on that because it was just so it was so unique and it touched so deeply and I feel like so many women need to hear this Mm. so um trying to remember exactly what I said but kind of my my perspective on that is the again masculine feminine does not necessarily mean male versus female but in our world male female the polarity men have more masculine women have more feminine so I just want to clear that clear that up because I'm going to use masculine feminine not male and female for this conversation oh yes yeah. Um, so, so for the Holy spirit, we think of the Holy spirit as more of a feminine energy. Um, whereas God, we always picture him at least in, in Christian culture or in more of our, our Western culture of belief in Christ. Um, God is more the masculine. He's the protector. He is the, the fierceness. He's the one who holds a boundary. Um, there's all of these kind of more masculine qualities of God, Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus too. And Jesus is kind of the bridge. He bridges the gap between the two, which is really interesting. That's kind of how the Trinity works. Um, whereas the Holy spirit is the feminine. So the Holy spirit is more the creative, the, um, boundless, like there's not the Holy spirit is it's a, it's a spirit, right? It's not like contained within something, which is a lot more feminine. It's like, it's, we're a lot more just like, we don't have as much actual boundary within our, our beings. Um, we are structureless, we're limitless, like those types of words. Um, and also the Holy spirit is your intuition. And so that it's a lot more of the, yeah, it's a lot more of the nuanced details, um, Mm -hmm. that I see the Holy spirit represent versus God, the father, right? Like the masculine presence there that distinction so we actually see polarities even in the creation story we see we, we see these different polarities and then jesus comes in and is like the bridge to kind of pull it all together um i feel like we were talking about more that's the only thing that's coming to me though is that kind no, of what we're talking was, about you you said it so beautifully you said it so powerfully and it just makes me think of you know a lot of times when women and i'm going to direct this more towards women because this is where we're talking about it but mm-hmm. Um, when women struggle with following their into uh, following their intuition or you know like because it isn't and being intuitive isn't structure like it's not it's not mm-hmm. like that masculine like you were saying and I just felt like when you shared it so beautifully and so powerfully that if you shared it it would give them a greater understanding because a lot of times you know I think some of the women that I like work with and not even 
just in general hearing conversation, it's there's this whole gap of like trusting God and trusting their intuition. And that comes from releasing the control because it is like, it's, you know, it's not where you said like God is the protector, the provider and like more the structure and all of those things. And so then Jesus bridge, I love how you brought that out. And that was, you did it. You did it powerfully. So thank you. Yes. I kind of also just like through that, we were like on this, on all these different topics. And then I was like, before I end this, I just want to bring this in. I love it. <laughs> no, it's such an interesting, like, it's something that I meditate on a lot. Cause it's like, it's part of when I went through a real spiritual, like, I don't know if this is what I believe. I don't know how to, I don't know how to make this make sense with what my body seems to be telling me. And what I kind of kept coming back to was just this whole, like, we're made in the image and likeness of Christ. And so our, the way that we have the polarities within us, the way that we have our bodies that are structured, but we also have our intuitive, our intuitive nature. It's like God's spirit, Jesus. It's, it's like, we see the same things over and over and over. And so it gave me a lot of peace to be like, I can trust my intuition. And also a lot of women who, who struggle to let go, it's because there's wisdom in that there's wisdom in saying, I can't let go until I know there's a structure there and there's safety there. Mm -hmm. And so letting go of something isn't just to like, let go and free fall into the abyss. That's not wisdom. And that's not what the, what your intuition would ask of you. Your intuition is like, we need to let go. We need to release control, but we are going to create something that's more nourishing to us. And that's where the masculine presence, the masculine structure, God, the protector, the provider, our business structures hold and support the feminine. So she can be like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about it anymore. I can just relax. I can rest. I can be in my feminine because I know this stuff is happening around me. It would be like trying to build a house without scaffolding or without framing. You're like, I'm just piling concrete on top of itself. And we're going to hope that it has some sort of form. It doesn't work like that. We need the structure so that the feminine can dwell within it. So, um, that random note, but yeah, there's, we need all of it, I guess is what I'm getting at. <laughs> we, we, re <laughs> we really do. And I think a lot of us are fumbling through trying to figure it out because there's so much information out there. And that's where the beauty is that you have all these different things that you can help tie together, which is where I wanted to ask you, which I'll obviously share your links in the show notes, but like now that you've listened to all of your wisdom, they're going to want to find you. So what, what are some of the things, I mean, I know personally what you offer, but I wanted <laughs> you to share with the audience. What are some of the um, ways that you serve and like your programs and where they can find you and all the good things? Yeah. So I'm at Rosewood woman on Instagram. Um, my website, same thing, rosewoodwoman.com. So it's woman, W O M A N, not E N. Um, and I have three primary offerings right now. I am working on a fourth that I'll be announcing in December, which I'm really excited about. But right now, my three primary things are a self-paced course for cycle syncing. So if you're interested in learning about cycle syncing and just getting your feet wet, it's a really good way to start understanding cycle syncing from the perspective that I've been talking about on this podcast, which is like, here's the structure, here's the blueprint, but also here's how to lean, lean into your feminine and do it more intuitively. Um, so I have that. And then I have, uh, my business program, which is the gentle business jumpstart. And that is scaling or starting your feminine based business. So we talk about 
how to incorporate your seasons and your cycles, understanding seasonal business and that there are highs and lows in the, in the seasons. We respond to nature very strongly. So building that into your business structure is really important. Um, marketing through resonance where you're actually meeting and matching the resonance, the resonant frequency of your ideal clients, um, all sorts of stuff. So that's like my business program. It literally, you get like a business booklet at the end of it, which has all of the stuff we've created. We're going to go through processes in your client journey and email scripts, all sorts of things so that you have the structure blended really beautifully with the feminine so that you can have a business that supports you as a woman. Um, and then somatic coaching, which kind of underpins everything. And that's also included in my gentle business jumpstart, because as you develop a business, blocks will show up. They do. Mm -hmm. It is the greatest self-development tool. Ever to man. Um, business, business growth is literally the best way to like start getting into self-development. So somatic coaching no I idea. offer for all women business. Not... Oh my gosh. It's like, that will send you into, into an identity crisis if you're not prepared for it. <laughs> So that's where I'm like, oh, it's okay. This is normal. This is par for the course. And every new level, it's not every new level, new level. It's every new level you get deeper. You get deeper and deeper and deeper with your stuff until the until it finally releases. And so you get to work it a few times as your business evolves and grows. Um, but yeah, somatic coaching is really working the the entire the entire system to help create true lasting transformation in your life. So I work with five different layers of the human experience. So we work with somatics, which is the mind body connection. So kind of like talking about how the liver has, you know, a specific emotion or your uterus is carrying something specific. We're talking about the mind body connection. Um, so somatic, emotional, mental, behavioral, like really creating strategic change and also the unconscious. So we're working with the entire being and helping create change by doing subconscious reprogramming or strategic work to work you mentally and behaviorally or presencing emotions to help them actually move through. So there's a variety of things that we're doing, but that's kind of under the umbrella of somatic coaching. So I have those three um, those three things so that it really can support you regardless of where you're at in your journey. Um, but it's to help you really come home to your, your feminine. Oh my gosh. Like, so basically they're going to find it all by you. So they can go to your Instagram. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. there's, there's so many different levels and it's funny because I remember when I started my business journey, it's a good thing. I didn't know what I was getting into. I'm yeah. so thankful that I got into it, but I was very unaware. Like I thought I was aware, but I didn't realize the depths and the level. But even if somebody doesn't have a business and just, you know, healing their own um, with working with their cycle and all of that, mm -hmm. um, they can come to your page and work, work with you. And so I just want to say thank you so much for your time and for everything that you've shared today. I know they're going to go over to your page and they're going to stalk, which sounds super, super creepy, but they're going to get all the gold. Yeah. All the gold nuggets and all the golden wisdom. So thank you again for being here, Beth. Oh my gosh. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I'm a huge believer in really connecting on Instagram. So I usually will message new followers and like, it's actually me talking to you. So if that happens, like I want to hear about you and I want to hear about your life because it's important to me to actually connect in an environment that is really easy to disconnect in. So, yeah, you are very, very gifted in that. That was one of the first things that I noticed that it was actually you and I could feel the connection coming from you. So it's truly, truly appreciated. So yes, if you find her on there, then follow her. If you're too scared to message her, then, then you'll message, message you. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes, yeah. and you will be so glad you did because it's such a fun mm. message to receive in your messages. Well, thank you, friends. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to Unchained and Untamed. I'm confident that you received exactly what you require to unleash your potential and unapologetically own your feminine heart and soul and be the woman that God has created you to be. It's time to take the next step on your transformational journey. Apply what you've learned and know that I am here to support you every step of the way. I'd love to hear what your biggest shifts and ahas were that you received from this podcast. So make sure to shoot me a message and follow me on Instagram at Schrock underscore Leona. See you there.